You're listening to Tom and Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to Tom and Bach here on 93.7 The Ticket. And we are celebrating Nebraska Volleyballs, punching their ticket to the Final Four once again. It's uh, it's uh, something Nebraska fans almost expect, but it, it they actually had to go above and beyond to do it this year. They're the lowest-seeded team, I believe, to make the Final Four since 2014. As uh, Steve Stipple said earlier, um, Nebraska's never made a Final Four with a team ranked this low. So wasn't necessarily a given this year, but Nebraska was able to do it by beating Texas in four sets uh, and uh, doing it in Austin, in the Austin Regional. So it was pretty cool. Nebraska beat Texas 25-19 the first set, 25-23 the second, fell 23-25 in the third set, and finished the Longhorns off 25-21. to And we bring on Tanya Taki, former Husker herself, and somebody that helped us break down Husker volleyball all year long. I think there were times when we didn't necessarily know if this was going to happen, but how about the Huskers making the Final Four, Tanya? Well... I can say that I'm still smiling. It was a great night. I still can't believe it. Yeah, absolutely incredible. And to do it uh, to, to Texas, to, I mean, to kind of exact your revenge from last year um, in Austin, just a very cool scene for Nebraska athletics, uh, Nebraska volleyball in specific, uh, and, and just a, a good performance from everybody all around. Texas, one of the best hitting teams uh, in the nation. How was Nebraska's defense and, and just their, their strategy overall? How did they beat the Longhorns? You know, I mean, I was – I was watching for some of the little things and I just felt like when Texas pulled their setter out and they did a close up on that little conversation and I don't know that I'd call it a conversation, but to have a setter, I would I the only way I could describe it is yelling at her coach over what was going on out there. That's when I knew that we had a legitimate shot at taking this down. Um, Texas just is a bigger, stronger player by player, just an athletic aggressive team that also has really good passing and they've just added that passing element here in the last maybe two years and you know last year I think they beat us because our passing was on point and then they just had more athletic girls when we had Stiverns out and so I think for the what they happened you know this weekend for them was Nebraska out teamed them if that makes any sense like we just played better as a team and, you know, when we would break down, we would come together and just, like, they had their eyes were big, their eyebrows were up. They were just like, we got this. I screwed up, but we got this. Where Texas, you know, it was, like, cross faces, stares. You know, they were getting angry with each other. They were, you know, getting aggressive with each other. And when that happens, that's when breakdowns happen. So it was just exciting to see them do so well in that atmosphere. Tanya, the officials and the announcers seem to have issue, and, and, and there was a whole lot of gray area when it came to the throws. And a lot of the announce crew was like, well, this is going to be a big moment in the game. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And then it happened. The, isn't the general rule that you can ask an official how it's going to be called and then hold them to that standard the rest of the match rather than it just being a one-off whenever it comes up, we stop play and talk about it again. 
you know, I, I, it's hard for me to, to talk about this topic because I tell my players when I'm coaching the throwdown that the uglier and the more aggressive and the more the other team's parents yell about it, the better – that means you did it right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the general rule is that the ball can't switch directions. It has to be above your forehead, in front of your face, and then you're throwing it down in one contact. If it's, if it's a one-two, if it stays in your hand for a second, if your elbow's bent and it's kind of behind your head or over towards your right ear and you throw it down towards your left ear, you know, those kind of things. But I think the, the official called that ball because the one before it was the problem, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. She threw it down from the back row, and it was just one of those things where it's like, man, that's legal? Like, you can do that? And I'm, you know, I'm telling the people I'm watching it with, I'm like, dude, if you're able to do that move, do it. Like, if you could throw it down, throw it down and throw it down harder and more aggressive. You know, Tracy Stalls for Nebraska was so good at that. And it was, you know, people complained and, you know, that's a throw and all these things. But, you know, if you can do it, make it happen. And so, but for her to get called on it at the end of the game, I think the ref was just like, okay, that's enough of that. And she called it. Well, I didn't believe it. It's interesting to, just to kind of watch this tournament play out in Nebraska. Of course, like we said, the 10 seed, um, everything else as far as the Final Four went is chalk. I mean, Wisconsin's the one seed. They take on Louisville, the four seed. Pittsburgh, the three seed in there. And then Nebraska, who stole that away from the two seed, Texas, to get in there. Um, how do you think Nebraska matches up with Pittsburgh? And then, you know, even if, if we might not be able to talk to you, maybe we'll get you on Friday to talk to you about the, the potential matchup after that. But just in, into the Final Four, how would they match up? Because obviously they, they didn't do well earlier in the season against Wisconsin and Louisville who are on the other side of the bracket right so I mean I feel like Pittsburgh is like a cookie cutter of Texas like they have some big girls with some big egos and some big attitudes so if we can you know do that same like the synergy that Nebraska has you know they build off each other you never know who's going to have a big night you know we had Kathy have a huge night you know to to get to this point and then Krause was the one who had a huge night and Batenhorst had a huge night like we didn't it's not like one person has carried this team it's like you you go up against a team and they take somebody out and then you somebody else steps up and so um i just think pittsburgh is going to be a very similar situation for us and we we have a legit i mean if we can beat texas we can beat pittsburgh kind of a situation so if pittsburgh you know stays up and they're happy and and go lucky and just stay in that high I think they're going to beat us hands down, but I think if we can tear down some of their passing, get the setter, you know, questioning, get the hitters questioning because Lexi Rodriguez is going to dig everything they got and then they get frustrated and they try something else and then they make errors, then I think we have a legitimate shot at Pittsburgh and and we'll go from there. I do think number 1 Louisville versus number 4 or 3 Tech Wisconsin is like Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then 
Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. That's kind of the national championship game, in my opinion. Um, I just feel like they're number one and two. They should have been number one and two, but Texas kind of squeaked in there. And so I'm really looking forward to watching that game um, on Thursday. Tanya, did you have you happened to play in that facility down down in Austin? Have you played in that yes. building? Is, yes, we had some huge wins yeah. in that facility in Texas, and it is a nasty environment. Yeah. Nasty. Yeah. I have never felt. I mean, I know. I know this is this is kind of a hot topic in the United States right now with whatever. But I have never felt hunted. I have never felt. Um, just, I don't, I, hunted is the only word I can use. Mm-hmm. Like they just, so their stare downs, their words, like I was, I was worried wearing a Nebraska anything in Austin on game day. And it wasn't just Austin game day volleyball. It was Austin game day football. We actually shared the same plane. The football team went down and then the volleyball team went down in the same airplane. And uh, it was, it was a nasty environment. They have a lot of hate and they, and they make sure that, you know that every step they're watching you. And it's just the weirdest feeling ever. Is it, I mean, does that spark something in you as a, as a, as an athlete though? I mean, does it give you a little bit more um, to, to go out there and shut them up? Because even with the fan base, it seems like they, 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 they really liked beating Texas, maybe even more than punching their ticket to the final four is the fact that you beat Texas to do it. Right, so it wasn't even a year ago. I mean, mind you, this was happening, you know, because of COVID, the championships was happening in April. So we're talking like seven months ago. But whoever's running the Texas, uh, whoever's running the Texas Twitter sent out a tweet that said, you know, weather report in Lincoln was all sky, no sun, basically saying that they're Skyler, whatever her last name is, and then our Lexi son. It, it, like there was no sun and so they ended up beating us and it was pretty nasty tweets and talk and and all that and you know even coach cook who never never like gets involved in those kind of tweets and stuff but it just was a definite attack on Lexi's son you know coach cook made sure that he tweeted out hey just wanted to let everybody know that the sun sun's out and we're happy she's with us and we're glad to be huskers so i think it's just some of that that nastiness and you know texas Texas backs it up. You know, people can say, I hate Texas, and they're cocky, and they're this, and they're that. But the way they play volleyball and the way they run their sports programs, like, they back it up. And so anytime you beat Texas, you know you did a great job. And so I think that's just the, the mantra and, the, and how they operate. And it's just amazing that sometimes, you know, love for your team and love for each other and synergy and, and even the smaller, you know, the smaller athlete can win. It's kind of the David and Goliath. And so I think that's why the Texas win was so big was because of the April shenanigans that was going on. Tanya, this, this, this coaching performance by, by coach, coach cook, uh, 
um, has to rank as one of his best. Where do you put this? Is this one of the best coaching jobs, performances <laughs> that he's done this year, getting this out of those the, a mixed roster of super talent, super seniors, and young freshmen? You know, as you know, I kept saying this whole season, you know, as a fan, it's really hard to watch to know that we're going up against Stanford and Lexi Sun is on the bench. Like, that was hard to watch. But he was obviously seeing something that we weren't in practice. He knew the potential. He, I mean, I posted my Facebook post on Saturday night well, at midnight was, I'm having crow for a midnight snack because I basically said that Allie Bainthorst doesn't feel like the right pick for me. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, not having Krause and Lowenstein and, you know, that whole that whole mixture was just hard to watch as a fan because you, at this point in the season, you want to be putting your best players out there and we should, it feels like we should know who that is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been a weird season to be a fan, but he obviously is working with the super seniors, you know, with Sun and Sivrin's coming back. And then he has all these amazing freshmen, you know, player Gatorade player of the year, freshmen, and this great recruiting class that's been committed for, you know, three or five years, you know, it's just it was such a strange dynamic, and he obviously saw things that we didn't, and we had to trust the process, and it paid off for him. And before we let you go, I did want to ask you about Nebraska one, but not just the goings on, but kind of the, the maybe the, the the connection with the program. Are the are the young girls very interested in Nebraska volleyball? Is that is that part partially you think what pushes them to the sport, or are there are there other reasons that they're they're getting involved? Right. So, I mean, we're part of a big network of clubs that around Nebraska. But, you know, during the Husker game, I got a text from one of my 11-year-old moms that said, hey, my daughter wants to learn the Sivrin slide. And I was like, great, because we do that in middle class all the time. It's this class, our, I think our middle class this coming up is Thursdays at 6 o'clock. And so we teach the slide. The Sivrin, I mean, Sivrin obviously does it the best. We teach the slide. And um, we wanted to learn it at, you know, fifth, sixth grade. So that way they can kind of get the rhythm down. And that way as they're growing and getting taller and stronger and faster, that they're able to do the move and do it successfully um, and learning how to land on two feet and those kind of things that maybe you don't have time to teach when you're teaching, you know, juniors and seniors in high school. And so we do try and have the girls who watch the Huskers be able to do the moves that those girls are doing and explain it and have them, like, feel how it is to do it and then you know that just sparks that energy of I want to do this as best I can I want to keep working at it I'm doing something that other girls can't do you know that kind of thing and I think that just kind of you know eggs them on for the future and wanting to work hard at it so yeah I mean the Huskers doing well and even you know Midland and College of St. Mary and um, Doan and all these schools Wesleyan all around us doing well and having players from our programs, you know, moving on to that sport in those, in the higher levels. I mean, I think that's definitely been fueling the fire for a lot of kids wanting to see what their bodies can do in, in the sport of volleyball. Excellent stuff from Tanya talking Nebraska's final four matchup is set with Pittsburgh. It'll be Thursday night, eight 30 on ESPN from Columbus, Ohio. So I'm sure we'll reach out and try to hear from you Friday if that works. Yeah, that sounds great. All right, sounds great. As always, uh, thank you uh, for your expertise in volleyball as we make it through this season, and hopefully it keeps going. Yeah, sounds great. Go Big Red. All right, there she goes, Tanya Taki, of course, former Husker volleyball player herself. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, When we come back, it's Wingman, and it's Movie Monday.
Um, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll play a movie clip, see if you can guess which movie that's from. If you can, $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings. Doesn't get much better than that. We'll do that next here on Tom and Baca, 93.7 The Ticket. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. This is Tom and Bach. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.